everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm airing this podcast a little bit late. As most of you know, I was on the steps of the state capitol in Lansing, Michigan the other day, speaking out for freedom. We've got some very, very important elections coming up. And my flight got canceled home because of a tornado that went through uh, near to Detroit. And so anyway, I'm late on the draw, but I'm going to be releasing this podcast on Monday afternoon anyway, because I have a very, very special guest on. Uh, Josh Clark is here. He is running for Senate in Georgia. We're going to talk about some very important details and why if you live in the state of Georgia, you need to participate in this election. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in today again. I'm sorry that I'm posting this so late. My life is a little on the crazy train right now. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me. I'm excited today because I have a candidate uh, on the show who is running for Senate in the great state of Georgia. Georgia, as you guys know, I've talked about this a lot over here. There's a lot at stake in these elections, and it's never been more important than it is right now. Josh has a Josh Clark has a primary tomorrow. And so I want him to talk about his race, and I'm just thrilled that he's had the time to join me today. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. Heidi, thank you so much for having me on the show. I have long looked up to you and appreciated all that you do on so many levels. And as a uh, someone who's homeschooled myself, my wife and I both were, and we're homeschooling our children. We have six children. Um, I'm just, I've been following your race, and I'm so excited, and I'm just praying that that you win your seat, and I believe you're going to, but we can't take anything from for granted from West Coast to East Coast. And that's literally what this represents today, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And I've been telling people for a long time, these federal seats should matter to every single person in the nation. And so what's happening in Georgia needs to matter to those of us who are in Washington state, because when you guys make a decision on the on the floor of the Senate, it affects citizens in Washington state and around the country. So let's jump into it. Why did you decide to run for Senate in uh, Georgia? Well, the reason why is because I feel like we've got to get involved right now. There's a red wave coming. And I think it's easy to take, you know, like I don't comfort in that. Like, oh, everything's going to be okay. There's a red wave coming. But the real question is who's riding that red wave. And in 2020, I mean, I think we're at that tipping point right now. It's like either we overcome together, we all lock arms and we get involved. We recognize that God's given us a civic duty. You know, he's blessed us to be born in this country and to whom much is given, much is required. Um, what got me involved right out of high school was believing that that verse that says when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. But yeah. when the wicked rule, the people mourn. And there's a lot of mourning. And um, but but I'll be honest with you in answering that question. I thought I was done. I served in the state house in the past. I term limited myself. I came home unopposed. And I would tell people, I did my duty. Now it's your turn. And I'm still saying that. <laughs> but um, either, you're, you, either you should run or you should help somebody like Heidi, who is. Um, and if you're in Georgia, please help me. And then we'll turn around and we'll help Heidi out in the West Coast. Um, but in 2020, Heidi, I just, I know it's much like your story but just sleepless nights watching what was happening to our country. And, and I literally, I just could not believe what I saw happening. I could not believe to see our First Amendment rights being just ripped right out from underneath us. And then I knew a church out in San Jose, California, where we lived for several years, and they were trying to shut this church down for daring. They, they've been on wall builders, Mike McClure, um, with Calvary Chapel, but dear friends of ours. And I watched them being shut down. I watched them being fine. Well, they, they didn't shut them down. But they tried everything they could. 
finding them millions of dollars. And we flew out there and we went to church with them in June. And, and I just, I just kept thinking, we've got to, I was just praying and like, I've got to support people. I got to write max checks. And I was, I mean, we were giving like we'd never given before. We were like, we, this is like, this is serious. This does not represent our country. And then it was the week before the general election. And it's a long story I won't tell you all of, but God just spoke to me. I was on my knees in the closet. I was praying. And when my wife woke up the next morning, I said, honey, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, a switch has flipped. My heart's changed. I know earlier this year, somebody asked me to consider running for an open congressional seat. And I said, no, I said, I don't know what just happened, but I feel like God just showed me I'm not done. And then the next week we know what happened when Georgia, you know, lost two U.S. senators, Republican senators. We have two Democrats and all of that. It took me time, but people challenged me. God kept speaking to me. And my wife and I, we ended up after fasting and praying a whole series of things. It, it's crazy, really, really crazy. It's, it's, you could write it in a book, but we knew we had to step up. So we got the family together. And I said, you know, if it means losing everything God has blessed us with, and I've built multiple companies that we have today. And, but if we had to give everything up, when I gave my life to Christ, we surrendered all. Our founding fathers pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor. Everything was on the line. So that's how we got into this race, even with a celebrity in it, who was my childhood sports hero. You kind of have a similar thing going on in uh, Georgia that I do here. In other words, you're running against a Trump and Dorsey, which is really, it really is a shame. And I keep telling people, listen, stop looking at the endorsements of one person. You know, as much as I appreciate President Trump and certainly love the policies that he pushed forward as president, one man should never define a movement. It should certainly never define the conservative movement. We are a, a platform of ideology. And you're running against a guy there uh, who is really does not share all of the ideals of the conservative platform. And it should be concerning people. Do you have uh, Warnock in your race, too, don't you? Right. That's right. That's right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. And, you know, because I, I hope that I can be an extra voice just of reason to say, you know, I agree with everything you just said. And I, and I appreciate Trump. And I voted for him twice. Yeah, but me too. Trump messed up his endorsements in Georgia. And I don't know if it's him or if it's his team. But you know what? Well, he no. messed him up in Pennsylvania. He's messed him yeah. up in Washington State. He's messing him Alabama. up all over the place. Alabama, you have to wonder you know, where he's getting his advice. But the fact is, it's incumbent upon voters to do their homework. Because if you just listen to the advice of one person, like in my state, Trump endorsed a socialist from Portland who's running against me, who voted for Bernie Sanders in 2020 uh, in the primaries in Oregon. Something's wrong with that. We need lifelong conservatives who will stand for life, who have a record of conservatism. You have that record. And really, you're the only one in the race that does. I'm the only one endorsed by Georgia Right to Life. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you, when you scratch below the surface and get uh, below the celebrity status in this race and you realize mm -hmm. he won't even answer the tough questions. He won't show up for any debates. He says the Constitution, and I have this on video, should be amended because of changing demographics. And he never explains what that means. And then he says we need a progressive candidate. I, I promise Ooh, you. No, I, we don't. That's the last no, thing we need. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. make bad guy. I still, you know, nice guy. But nice doesn't save America right now. Nice no. doesn't stand up for our God-given rights. And and just as further proof, by the way, of folks, because I, I care about your race as well, and you're being nice to interview me to help me with my race tomorrow. But I, I would say this too. This is another example where he, again, best president we've ever had. 
I don't, I don't agree with everything he's, how he says things sometimes in the past. Right, right. And I have to be honest. I've told my kids that the end doesn't yeah. just for the means. Right. But as far as standing against China, standing for life and having a spine and so many things I appreciate. But when it comes right. to- Energy independence. I mean, for goodness yeah. sake, I mean, we're, we're hurting at the, at the gas pump right now, thanks to the Democrats. But what is at stake, Josh, if we get this wrong in Georgia, uh, what is at stake right now? Well, I think everything's at stake because as far as the Senate, we've got to flip one seat and pundits are saying this is the most likely seat to flip. And here's the challenge. I'm just asking anybody who knows anybody in Georgia, will you please be a Minutemen? We call them in our campaign, Minutemen yep. and Minutewomen. I loved history growing up. My mother was, it homeschooled me. And the Minutemen were people willing to be available on a moment's notice, willing to drop everything, just like you are to even to interview me. Thank you. But to drop everything at a moment's notice, to sacrifice everything, to preserve the blessings of liberty. And yeah. so we need to ask folks, will you do that? Will you go to votejosh.com? Will you join um, our social media? Will you share the stories? Um, you'll see when you go there, you'll see the videos of things that Herschel had just said on Saturday that you won't believe it. It caused Mike Lindell. Um, Mike Lindell endorsed me yesterday. and He said, we cannot we let Herschel win this thing. We can't. Yeah. He yeah. said, I'll do everything I can to support you. And so everyone yep. involved, not very many people show up for a primary. So yeah. Which is a shame. It's a yeah. shame because the primaries actually determine who the candidates are in the general election. Yeah. So if you don't like the choice of candidate that you're left with in November, well, you can blame yourself for not turning out to the primaries. The primaries are absolutely critical. Uh, Raphael Warnock is a blight on the conservative movement. That guy is a he's a, a, frankly a shameful candidate. He should just run as a Democrat because that's what he is. But this race is very, very important. When did the polls open? People can start going to the polls tomorrow morning, right, in Georgia. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. This will all be decided by 7 p.m. tomorrow night. But there is plenty of time. You can you can get, text your friends that live in Georgia. You can even hit, click on Get Involved on our website and help us with our app, text people and get them to show up. We need your help even to get the people in Georgia out you know, through our system. But start with your friends that you know. If you're willing to help us get text messages out, we're trying to raise some money for that. But, um, you know, whatever, pray for us, please. Mm. But we have got a chance to actually, we're trending up like this. The number two county in the state, for example, saw the poll today has us actually beating Herschel. But we, we know what we're competing for. And that is the second place, which is, you might, that might sound bad, but it's not in Georgia. What you want to be is in a runoff in second place, because historically, second place always wins. But we're also running against another guy who is a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. And we probably don't want to go into all that, but it's a global deep state like the yep. World Economic Forum. Yep. I've talked about it here many times. Yeah. And the WF yeah. is meeting right now. Boy, the dangerous rhetoric that's coming out of that place right now. Yeah. It's crazy. These are so, unelected. Uh, these are unelected who have very big plans for you and me. Yes. I'm so glad you've been educating your listeners on that. People have got to wake up to what's happening right now and get involved. So if you'll go to votejosh.com and go to the bottom of our social media links, like those, share those. Um, but again, Herschel just the other day said some crazy things um, that's got people now um, it's opening people's eyes. They're saying, wait a minute, we've got to go deeper than celebrity status. Yeah, yeah. So it's so true. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you really quickly uh, before we leave about why it's so important that we secure the borders. We'll be right back. So uh, there's a couple of issues that you have on your website that I looked at, three primary issues that you have highlighted as key 
key things that you're running on, liberty, the budget, the borders. Obviously, I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. We know we can't keep printing cash. We can't keep, uh, you know, jacking up our national debt and just raising the debt ceiling year after year after year. But you've also highlighted the border. And we've got massive issues right now happening at our southern border. We were looking at uh, just a couple of days ago, until today, actually, we were looking at uh, the Biden administration lifting Title 42, and a judge has blocked that. What happens if they lift uh, Title 42? Well, you know, if I could quickly say this, I think there's three ways to destroy the country. And if you want to sum it, you know, sum it all up, I think, number one, you try to steal elections. Number two, you indoctrinate our children. You destroy the family nucleus. If you destroy the family, you destroy communities, you destroy a safe, prosperous, secure country. But, you know, we're on to them with the first two. Like we we're sounding the alarm. You're sounding the alarm. Not everybody likes that, but we're sounding the alarm and we're talking about issues that. And in fact, I'm sure you have. I've been told, don't talk about the elections. You know, you won't raise money if you do that. And I'm not backing off of the truth. I'm not backing off of you cannot, you know, CRT, gender confusion, all of this. We have to be willing to risk everything to speak the truth. But the third way, I'm glad you're bringing that up. The fastest way right now to destroy our country is flood the borders. Yes. And so, I mean, I'm a former state legislator who served in the state house term limited, term limited myself and came home. But we passed at that time the toughest e- anti-illegal immigration bill in the nation. And now it means nothing because the borders are being flooded. And I was talking, this is inter- something interesting. Um, Heidi, I know you know this, but it was interesting hearing this from a police officer. I was down in Savannah, Georgia last week, and I asked a police officer, I said, what's your biggest concern? And of course, there's a lot right now they're dealing with. But you oh, know what? yeah. He said, fentanyl. He said, it's not just how it's killing our youth, the number one cause of death. But he said something else that I saw something in a different, in a different light. He said, Josh, it is killing officers who it's become a hazard of the job. Where a pin drop, just a pin drop, just a little bit of dust, except it's not pixie dust. This is lethal, will kill you. Just exposure to it is killing officers. And then I thought about that for a moment. I thought, you know what? If you want to destroy a country, what do you do? You let people from 164 countries flood over the border, right? Everything from drug traffickers, sex traffickers, right? And terrorists. And we're not being alarmist. Like we're not building anything up. We're just... We've got to get our head out of the sand. And, you know, we're the most prosperous generation. We have the most amazing entertainment and all of this. But we've got to like wake up and realize evil is scheming on a massive level. Mm. And yeah. they are saying if we just flood the country and we flood it with enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child, terrorist cells that we know are operating, that sleeper cells right now just waiting for the right timing. I don't, I don't want to scare people, but I feel like we almost got to wake people up and shake them and say, wake up. You have an opportunity to do something now. Do it before it's entirely too late. And you're explaining to your children, which is why I named my youngest daughter Reagan. I've always loved the Reagan quote that I learned as a homeschool student. Yeah, yeah. Reagan said, right? Freedom and liberty is never more than one generation from extinction. Not past bloodstream. It's got to be fought for and defended or else we'll be telling them what it was like when men were free. And as parents, we can't 
I refuse to explain that. Well, we see that we're on the jumping off place now. We certainly saw that in the last two and a half years as our liberties were stripped for us in the name of, stripped from us rather in the name of a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. Uh, in the last uh, few minutes that we have here, I want to talk about voter turnout and why it's so important. Here in Washington state in the last election, the voter turnouts in the primaries were only 36%. We can't win anything. At 36%. I was talking to my friend, Mike Ferris. Uh, I was thrilled to get uh, Mike's endorsement the other day and the endorsement of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. But the fact is, when I was talking about elections, you know, and the, and the, and really the, there's sort of a malaise, like, a, you know, people just feeling like, why even bother? Uh, and what happens is people just stay home. And Mike said, well, Heidi, what's the surest way to lose a battle? It's just to not show up to fight. And we have to show up to fight. If we showed up in droves, it would make a massive difference. You and I, right before we started recording, we're talking about uh, the Yunkin election in the state of Virginia. Why was that so powerful? Because, you know, it families got involved, um, as, as you and I know. And so that's where I'm, I'm so thankful yep. for, you know, everyone, but the homeschool community. And I'm praying that, you know, there's a book that really impacted me 12 years ago. It was given to me by a night this year, it was a 96-year-old woman who I mm. so highly think in California, I think the world of her. And it was a book called You Can Change the World by Father Keller. And in that book, I'll never forget this. And this, this older lady is like a mentor and a great example to me. But she, she wanted me to read this book. She kept after me until I read it. I'm so glad she did. But in that book, the guy, a guy, an older gentleman came up to him after, after his talk. And he said, thank you so much for your talk about, but everything's okay. Kokomo. Indiana. Everything mm. in my little community. I go to church every week. You know, we go to church as a family and we're all okay. And the 401k is all right. And we're putting food on the It's okay. And it was a challenge that Christians, men and women, ha- families have to rise up and be not just be okay that my little family's okay because evil is scheming on a massive level. Yep. And we want to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I read, I read, um, you know, in Romans 13. Government officials must be the ministers of God. And I think too often we just kind of, and I'll be honest, my parents will tell you, they kind of washed their hands of it. They just said, you know what? We're going to raise our children right. And my dad was a pastor and he didn't want to be bothered with all that. And now he'll tell you it was such a mistake and he's very involved right now. I mean, but we need to, the church should be homeschool families should be rising, should be raising up people who will go in the highways and go in the byways that will be downwind of the culture of the church, the church should be, you know, impacting, raising up people to go out into the marketplace, into government and make a difference and not live for themselves. Because one day I want to hear him say, well done. I want to know we love, don't we all want to know that we love them with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, example to our kids. My mom would always say to me, she's to each of us. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time she'd say this, and I'm so grateful. (laughs) Hey, Well, spending a dollar on this or time on that. I mean, it matter whether it's Disneyland, Six Flags. She'd always say, and she meant this. She was so sincere in it. Will that benefit God's kingdom? Will that leave a lasting impact? And I believe that Christians should be an example of what it's like when the godly are in authority. Scripture says Mm. the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. Yeah. We got to help them either run ourselves or help people that are doing that. Yeah, and it should yeah. be a sacrifice when they're doing it for the right reasons. It's a major sacrifice. I know it's been for you. It's been for our family. We're putting it all on the line. But like my yeah. wife, said, if all we give our children is freedom and liberty and the ability to worship 
freely and the legacy of seeing our parent their parents be willing to to give it all up yep preserve that yep well and it gets back to it gets back to what we started off with and i think this is a good place to leave it we actually have a duty as american citizens to participate in securing the blessings of liberty for the rising generation this is what Rick Green's always talking about, this is why I've spent the last uh, several months here at the Homeschool Resource Center teaching people the Constitution, why it's so important that we understand it. Uh, this is a very, very important election and what's happening in Georgia right now should matter to every single person that's listening. So we want to encourage you guys, go to Josh's website. His election is tomorrow. I realize that this uh, podcast is airing late today. So it's Monday evening now where this podcast is airing, but you guys can start sharing it, get it out on your social media networks, text your friends, say, hey, if you have anyone that's living in Georgia, uh, get out and and participate in this election. They can find you at votejosh.com, right? Yes, and we're going to be, Lord willing, we're going into a runoff uh, tomorrow night, which will be four weeks. Um, It's a quick runoff and it's intense. And that's where, um, everybody, you know, your listeners can make such a difference um, by helping us identify everybody in Georgia. So four weeks. And I would just say this also about, and I'm, it's nothing I haven't said to him, respectfully to him, but I've read his book, The Celebrity in the Race. I've read his book. There's a lot of, I won't go into gruesome details, but a lot of violence, um, stuff that I told him, I said, I believe in forgiveness and redemption and all that, but the Democrats will just knock him over the head. So I think it's just a reminder to all of us, we've got to get involved. We've got to be discerning. We've got to look deeper than the surface level of what's, who is running? What are they running on? What is their track record? Do they have a track record of faithfulness? By God's grace. And I've got mm-hmm. an accountability team around me and I need that team. I need God, Holy, the Holy Spirit, you know, amazing wife yeah. God's given me, team of accountability partners. But we have, we have that. Look at that. And, I, and if you look at that by God's grace, you'll see I'm the proven conservative. And so if they'll go to votejosh.com and like our social media channels and get involved. That can make all the difference in the world. I, I know the story of Gideon and David and Goliath. So I know that it's a small army. And can I share with you in closing a quote that my sister shared with me 20 years ago and it so inspired me. And it says, never doubt that a small, even a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has, Margaret. Mm. And I think mm. that's a biblical quote, even though it's not from the scriptures, but mm. it's biblical. We can make yeah. a difference. Don't grow wary yeah. of well-doing. We got to come together. As you said, if we'll just show up and we'll yeah. all sacrifice however God calls us. Maybe it's time praying. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's giving. You know, right maybe now, it's all of those things. You know, yeah. Maybe it's you, you give what you can. You volunteer yeah. what you can. You speak what you can. Everybody has a platform. Everybody has influence. We have influence in our families. We have influence. Uh, even if it's a small platform, you don't have to have you know, a massive platform to have influence. So, uh, Josh, I will be praying for you tomorrow and for your beautiful family. And I hope that, uh, that we can get this message out. Give you a hand. Keep me posted. And uh, we'll be praying just that, that God does something amazing. We need to see new leaders. We have a leadership crisis in this nation, unlike any that I have ever seen. And we've got to start changing our leadership so that we can change the trajectory of the nation. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. Uh, and I wish you all the best. We'll be praying for you tomorrow. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for caring about George in the midst of everything else you have on your plate. You're, you're an amazing patriot. Thank hey, man. I, I I happen to have friends in Georgia. I love this great country. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time in Chattanooga. And as you know, 
if you're on the if you're on the border of Georgia and Tennessee, you might or might not travel into Georgia quite a bit to go to Costco. It I don't know. It it it, it may or may not have happened. Uh, Josh Clark, it's been an absolute privilege to have you here. Keep us posted. Everybody, go to Josh uh, votejosh.com, and I hope you guys will get the word out about Josh's very important race tomorrow. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. You God bless. For more information, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and I will link back to Josh's run for the U.S. Senate in the state of Georgia. Have a great day, everybody. Get out there, do your part and love your families well. And while you're at it, learn also to love your country. Thanks for listening to everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.